Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Necronomenom. We are your hosts, Matt and Jenna. This month, we're going to talk about a classic horror film from the late 80s by the name of Pumpkinhead. We are also going to get a little bit into the history of carving pumpkins. Mm. This episode is coming out just a few days before Halloween, so it can serve as your Halloween special. Yeah, enjoy. Pumpkinhead uh, is from the year 1988. Uh, It is a film written by Mark Patrick Carducci and Gary Girani. Uh, they came up with the original story for the film. So these were just a couple of friends that wrote the film, isn't that right? They were inspired by a poem that they had read, and it's unclear who this guy is who wrote the poem. Like it's credited uh, to Ed Justin. Ed Justin, yeah, but no one apparently there's no other work by Ed Justin. Okay, um, unless people on the internet just haven't been able to find it. Right, maybe that was another friend of theirs. Could be, could be. So, um, yeah, inspired by a poem. Do you want to read the poem? Yeah, sure. Keep away from Pumpkinhead, unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead, he's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone, but in some dreadful fashion. Vengeance he considers fun, and plans it with a passion. Time will not erase or blot a plot that he has brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot, he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in your yard won't protect you in your bed. Nothing will from Pumpkinhead. Mm. So it's a cool little poem. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't really say who he is. No. Uh, just that he comes back for vengeance, which is what the character in the film does. Right. It's a story about <coughs> revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were inspired by the poem. Uh, they wrote a screenplay. Uh, it's, it got adapted and changed around quite a bit during the process, I believe. Um, the film, in the end, was directed by the very famous Stan Winston of the Stan Winston Creature Academy. Can you tell us what else he's done? Stan Winston uh, has worked on pretty much every film ever. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> uh, he does a lot of special effects, oh, sorry, visual effects uh, work, animatronics and creature creation, that kind of thing. Uh, he, as a director, uh, he is less prolific. He has five directing credits. Pumpkinhead. Um, and some other stuff you probably haven't heard of. Uh, and then, well, actually, he directed the, the Guns N' Roses video, You Could Be Mine, uh, which had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Edward Furlong in it. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. No, nope. I do not. But, but this Moving was his on. directorial debut. That's right, yeah. But he did, uh, he did a lot of special effects on uh, Terminator 2 and um, Lake Placid, the crocodile film, Lake Placid, Jurassic Park... Congo, your favorite film, Congo. I love that movie. <laughs> Aliens. Um, he's done a ton of stuff, uh, and, and the original Terminator. So he 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 was very big in the um the the visual effects and animatronics world, and in this case, he decided to direct it as well. The film features music composed by Richard Stone, who seemingly went on to do a lot of Looney Tunes cartoons and and films. That's a big jump. Yeah, I. I I was like, oh, what else has he done? Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's great. Uh, just, yeah, unexpected shift. Right. It stars uh, Lance Hendrickson, mm-hmm. who you probably all know from Alien. Yep. Uh, he plays the main character, Ed Harley, and the one who summons the pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. The rest of the cast is very small, um, but I don't think it's anybody really of note. No, I don't think anybody went on to do anything particularly uh, well-known. Tom Woodruff Jr., who is credited as Pumpkinhead, um, works with Stan Winston. 
but I don't, he's not like a famous actor or anything. So, right. But Lance Henriksen's definitely the big, um, the big name in this one. And actually he quite a big name, um, for them. It would have been a big win to get Lance Henriksen on board. Who's very good in this. Very oh yeah. Young. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's good in everything. Yeah. I, I, I like him a lot. Um, he's done a lot of cheesier stuff in his old, I mean, and this is cheesy as well, but I, but in a good way. Um, but yeah. He's he's a solid actor. Lance yeah, Anderson. I was watching Scream Four the other day and noticed that he was in that too. Oh, okay, I haven't seen Scream Four yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a Scream film. It's yeah, all right. It's pretty. That's why I haven't seen it yet. I enjoyed the first three, and I'm like, <laughs> cool. I'm I'm cool with that. Done. So the plot of Pumpkinhead. Ed Harley is the name of the character that Lance Henriksen plays. When a group of city teens come up to his country gas station or country mm-hmm. country store i guess yeah they stop on runs. the way to a cabin or something yeah. they're going to it's, it's unclear yeah. exactly what they're doing <laughs> um an accident occurs and his son ends up dead yes taking revenge on them he goes to see the local witch mm-hmm. i don't know why this town has a local witch but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fine um and he uses her to call the demon pumpkin head mm-hmm. to come after and slaughter each of the guilty teenagers Teams. It's a pretty simple concept. Yeah. For the film. Yeah, it is. It's uh it's unique amongst those kind of monster films too in that it's more of a feels more like a a a dark fairy tale than a horror movie a lot of the time. And in fact, the horror parts of the film I think are the weakest parts, like the bits where the creatures actually are kind of killing people. I feel is where it kind of falls down a bit, whereas the other the bits like the the stuff about Ed and his and his son and and about how the, the mythology behind Pumpkinhead. I think that's the strongest bit of the film. Yeah, I do wish they would get a little bit deeper into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the witch. Yeah, I'd like to know more about the witch. Right, you see a short sequence at the start where it's implied heavily that Ed uh, witnessed Pumpkinhead killing somebody else. Yeah, when he was a uh, child. When he, when he was a child, which is how he knows about it, but they don't really explain where he comes from or anything like that it's kind mm-hmm. of just uh I th- and everybody in town kind of knows the myth that he exists yes yeah, everyone knows who pumpkin hit the kids uh you know they they sing I, I don't know if it's the exact poem um here that we mentioned before but they do they talk about pumpkin head and they mm-hmm. scare each other with tales of a pumpkin head it's kind of like a southern american um fairy tale sort of thing like kind of an adaptation of that european style Eastern European style monster fairy tale. It's a local legend. Yeah. So it's uh, it hasn't got the best uh, critical reception uh, for overall. a horror movie. It does all right. Yeah, I, I know that it's got it's definitely got a cult following, and I think it was um, better received later than it was originally at the time. Yeah. Okay. It's got a six point three out of ten on IMDb. Uh, and a, a matching 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is interesting hmm. that they match so well. Maybe one just used the other as the source. <laughs> There's not a lot of background information for this film. There have been some sequels for it, but for this one in particular, uh, there wasn't a lot of film trivia. Sure. Yeah, I, it seemed like it was fairly straightforward. <laughs> like, uh, Stan Winston was uh, obviously a professional at the time, uh, so they were pretty lucky to get him on as the director because they weren't sure... Um, how the creature was going to go. In fact, they weren't even sure what the creature was going to look like at first. Um, he he's named Pumpkinhead, 
because he comes from from uh, the poem. A, well, he comes from a pumpkin patch cemetery in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really the only link in the film as to why he would be called that. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't actually make a whole lot of sense. And people apparently uh, are confused when they first see it because... Yeah, because he doesn't look like a pumpkin. He, oh, he looks yeah. like an alien. He does not have a pumpkin for a head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why is he called Pumpkinhead? It's because the, there are a lot of... The, it's a pumpkin patch where the, his, his grave is. Uh, and when they originally wrote the story, um, Mark... Patrick Garducci and Gary Girani, they didn't know what he was going to look like. And they actually didn't even know, like I said, if anyone would be able to pull it off. Um, they thought maybe he could be a reptilian creature or some kind of Lovecraftian horror with tentacles, some kind of name, like, you know, horror in that sense. Uh, and at one point, some creature with a jack-o'-lantern for a head, which mm-hmm. I guess maybe is where the name came from. Right. I don't see that being as scary as the creature that they used no no i think it was they they read the poem the poem was really inspirational and he's called Pumpkinhead in the poem so they called him Pumpkinhead. yeah yeah but then at the same time i think they could have incorporated pumpkins more into his, the visuals of yeah him. like just being from a pumpkin patch that's a little bit of a cop Stretch. out <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah no I, I i know what you mean i guess um well when stan winston came on uh he actually ended up being too busy to do the creature stuff himself. So he had um, two kind of protégés that he was working with, Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis, and they created the monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tom Woodruff Jr. is the guy who's pumpkin head in the film. He's the guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. kind of. So, I mean, you don't see him, but you, he's the guy that's in there performing as pumpkin head. Yeah. Uh, some of the trivia that we did find about this film, um, mostly is circles around Lance Henriksen. Mm-hmm. He seems to be to get really into his characters. Yes. Um, this one in particular, he went out and bought like his whole wardrobe and all of the props that he used. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where he gives the witch some silver coins and he went to a bunch of different uh, thrift stores mm-hmm. and collected those himself. Yeah, he takes it very seriously. Um, he asked the prop department to make him a set of false teeth, um, which they hadn't. I guess hadn't considered. Right, because he thought as a country guy, like yeah. a poor country guy, he wouldn't have the nice set of teeth that he That's himself right. has. Yeah, he, and he also, uh, apparently to form a better and more realistic bond with the kid who was playing his son in the film, he went and bought him, the 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 actor, uh, a bunny as a, as a, a gift. He like bought an the, actual bunny. I, yeah. Like that kid's parents must, yeah, well, must have been so angry. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, he he wanted to form a bond with the kids so it would look more realistic because they they spend a lot of time together mm-hmm. and they kind of um, one of the major you know most important things in the film is that you buy that they're very close right uh, so yeah he wanted to try and make it sell better so he he bought the kid a bunny rabbit as pretty a cute yeah yeah well, he like I say he's a very serious actor um, he wasn't sure about the film at first like, he wasn't sure if he wanted to do it um, and apparently there's one scene that convinced him that he wanted to play this role. There's a scene where Henriksen's character, Ed, has already made a deal with the witch, uh, and Pumpkinhead has been summoned, uh, and he is struggling with the knowledge of what he's done and and feeling guilty, and he's in the car with his son's body next to him, and his son, he has vision, where his son sits up and looks him in the eye and says, what have you done? And that made him decide that, that he had to do it. He had to do the film. That's a weird scene, actually. I don't feel like it fits... 
I think I agree with you mostly because, yeah, I think that is the only scene where that sort of, um, I guess, a hallucination, he's Mm -hmm. having a hallucination uh, occurs. And so it's kind of a bit out of place because he hasn't, because it's, oh, is the kid come back to life? Because that's what he was trying to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there was another scene when he first goes to pick up Billy's body. Uh Uh-huh. He brings him back into the house and he says, Daddy. And then I think that's where he dies. Yes. But nobody seems to really try to get this kid help. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he just takes him like, back to the house. Yeah, it seems like he's already dead. For the, the city kids, like the teenagers, mm. it seems like they come from a modern world yes. where there would be hospitals and right, right. an ambulance and things like that. Mm. Um, so they can't be that far out into the country that this stuff doesn't exist or he couldn't just bring the kid and jump in his car and take him somewhere yeah, to right. get help. I think literally the worst thing about this film is is those teens. <laughs> I don't know that's quite a quite a broad thing to say, but like all of them are terrible. Yeah. In this, like none of them. I mean, not like them, morally te- terrible. Yeah, I'm, I mean their performance isn't great, but I mean that I'm not. I can't really judge their acting ability because I don't know if it's that's why or if it's just written so poorly. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 bad guy. I can't even remember what the character's name is. Oh, the bad guy awful. in it. Um, like like instant instantly becomes good later on in the film like he he he's like a complete psychopath at the mm-hmm. start like he accidentally kills his kid and he's drunk and he's like no i'm not gonna go to jail and he like hits the other guy in the head and knocks him unconscious stop him from calling the cops and all this kind of stuff and then later on all of a sudden he's like yeah i'm gonna turn over a new leaf and like right. and then instantly he's like a good guy mm-hmm. yeah and i think they like they did stay behind some of them some of the teens did stay behind to help with billy yeah right but ed kind of turns on them anyway right yeah yeah which i mean i find strange because they're still trying to help like it was an accident mm-hmm. and he just jumps straight to vengeance and instead of yeah one grieving for his son mm-hmm. or trying to get his son help and well, he doesn't ask what happened. He doesn't, exactly. he doesn't ask I know. anything. He just, he just, yeah. Like, for all he knows, the kid injured himself mm-hmm. and some of the teens <laughs> sure. came to, to help he, out. Like, yeah, he just says there's a, there was an accident and then he's like, get away from me. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, and it's then a bit tries clumsy. to get them all killed. Yeah, it's a bit so. clumsy. And that's the other thing, too. He, he, he isn't trying to get him killed at first. Uh, it, it's, all a, it's a bit confusing how... Because he knows what Pumpkinhead does, right? Because he's seen because he's seen him before when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. But then he goes to the witch, and it seems like he wants the witch to try and resurrect his son or bring his son back. And she's like, oh, "There's nothing I can do." And he's like, "Please, please," and gives her the money and stuff. And then all of, and then it's like, "Oh, he's summoning Pumpkinhead now." Mm-hmm. And it's kind of unclear at what point he was like he changed from trying to bring his son back to, to just... wanting them all dead, yeah, and summoning Pumpkinhead. Um, when I said before that most of the cast hadn't been in anything else, mm. I do remember now. That the dog, oh yeah, uh, Gypsy, <laughs> is actually a famous horror movie dog already. He also played Billy's dog in Gremlins. Oh, cool! Hmm. Right, his name is Mushroom in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird name for a dog. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Unique. Or was Mushroom? I mean, this was the eighties. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Mm. Especially in dog years. Yeah. The film was produced by De Laurentiis Entertainment Group, which is one of Dino De Laurentiis' um, U.S. production company. He's a very famous uh, movie producer. He's done a lot of horror films. Um, this particular company that he started did Evil Dead 2. Right, yeah. Blue Velvet, uh, the Transformers animated film from the 80s, <laughs> and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, amongst other films. So you, you've definitely probably, well, almost certainly seen films 
um, that this he produced and this company specifically produced. However, this company, as film company, film companies get created and fold all the time mm-hmm. because you know they, for what we talked about on the multiple nerdgasm podcast, how they kind of do Hollywood. Um, a lot of it has to do with money. Yeah, Hollywood accounting, where they'll start up a production company to make a film and then shut it down immediately afterwards to avoid legal issues and mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Pumpkinhead was one of the last films this specific company of his produced. Uh, and then they shut down the company and it only ever got distributed overseas and then just got put on a shelf until a couple of years later, MGM um, picked it up and gave it a very, very limited release uh, in the US. And, and you know, I, I think it ended up on video and stuff like that. And it developed a cult following, but it never really got the chance to be uh, as successful as it might have been if it had been released in theaters. You know, I'm not budget. sure if it would have been, though. Yeah, see, I I sort of agree, but then... When you look at a lot of the other films that came out around that time, mm-hmm. like I, I still think it's better than a lot of other stuff that came out. Especially like you know, look at like all the Halloween sequels and stuff every, yeah, that, yeah. that were coming out, and uh, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as some some other stuff that that did reasonably well. Um, but because of all that, it got a it got a direct to video sequel, um, in the nineties, uh, which was just garbage. It was <laughs> yeah, it had nothing to do with the mythology or anything. It was just kind of a monster movie. Uh, and it was n- not very good. However, I learned while researching this, uh, I didn't know this before, actually. Uh, in 2006, Sci-Fi produced two made-for-TV Pumpkinhead movies. Uh, and apparently, while they're not very good... <laughs> not many of the Sci-Fi made-for-TV movies are. Yes. I hate to say it. Because I really do want to like them all the time, but I, I just yeah. don't. They're bad. They have good concepts and stuff. <laughs> but they, yeah, they're, well... It's because apparently they they had very low budgets uh, and they all got shot in Eastern Europe with actors uh, trying to do Southern American accents. Mm-hmm. They did two Pumpkinhead sequels that apparently do a much better job of respecting the mythology and the fairy tale aspects of the film. And they kind of delve more into that mm-hmm. stuff. And they they have Lance Henriksen again back as Ed Harley. So the sequel didn't? No. Right. No. So I'm I'm interested to see those. Um, although I wasn't easily able to to find them, I mm-hmm. think you can buy them on like as a double DVD pack off Amazon. Um, you know, but they're not available on Netflix or digitally, or I don't think they're even on Blu-ray or anything yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. So I'm not, I'm not sure how you can see them other than buying you know like a a DVD copy secondhand or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah. And as a side note, Pumpkinhead Two. The, the the sequel the, from the, the 90s yeah mm-hmm. the the one they made in the 90s uh it's called pumpkinhead 2 blood wings and apparently that's because they intended for pumpkinhead to have wings it, what to just change uh, yeah i guess so yeah okay however they weren't able to pull that off um so he doesn't have wings but it's still called blood wings because i would think that the point of pumpkinhead i mean you see him once when uh, Ed Harley is a child. Yes. And then you see him about 30 or 40 years later. Yes. And he's the same creature. So he's always called back mm-hmm. and then buried again as the same creature. How mm-hmm. is there now a different one? Well, potentially with wings. I know. I mean, I mean this is a spoiler. <laughs> but how is Lance Henriksen back? Yeah, you, you didn't think of that. <laughs> I did didn't you? think of that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and like, I mean, it's a very old film, so um, you know, I'll we will talk spoilers a little bit. 
But one of the major plot points is that by summoning the demon mm-hmm. pumpkin head, Ed is now linked to the demon. And when one of them experiences pain, the other does. And then the, the way that you stop pumpkin head or the way that they do stop pumpkin head in this case is to kill Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they both die. And then uh, when they bury the little, well, the witch buries the little pumpkin head baby back in the, the grave where it, she pulled it out from the first place, it's got Ed's necklace on. So the implication is that he that's is now Ed. taken. Yes. Yeah, he's now Pumpkinhead. Right. So I'm not quite sure how these sequels go. Yeah, unless it's an <laughs> alternate timeline. Yeah, but I'm definitely keen to see them to find out. If, if listeners, if you know where I can get a hold of a copy of them, um, that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from ordering them on as a DVD on Amazon, which I could do if I want. I, I don't want to buy DVDs off Amazon. <laughs> I don't want those. So why don't we talk about Halloween a little bit now? Sure. I mean, I don't want to talk about the history of Halloween too much because mm-hmm. I feel like we could do that in another episode. Yes. Um, and there's also either other parts of Halloween specifically we could do like there's lots of different things involved with Halloween. Right. Today we just want to concentrate on pumpkins. Yes. Why um, pumpkins? Yeah. But I do just to start off mm. want to give a little bit of a history on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Makes um, sense. Now I've celebrated this holiday. I mean it's not an actual holiday but yeah, sure. sort of. <laughs> it's not a public holiday in mm-hmm. that we get it off of, you know, school or work or anything, but it is still considered a holiday in America. Yeah. Um, and I have celebrated this since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And you haven't. No, I tried to celebrate Halloween when I was young in Australia. Uh, and most of the time, like all, all that involved was me kind of throwing a costume together and going and knocking on doors and trying to trick a treat and being told, what? We don't do that here. Go mm-hmm. away. And so it, it, they do it a lot more now in Australia, mm-hmm. but even just, I mean, it's, it's still kind of mid-October now, like nothing like what, what they do here. Like right. it, it's, it's much bigger here in America. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice um, in Australia, it was only up about five years ago, mm-hmm. not even maybe like only three or four that you were able to buy Halloween decorations mm-hmm. or costumes around that time yeah, just- um, here in America. Like September, you can start buying Halloween yeah. stuff, and it's there's like a big a whole season built around it. Yes, I've noticed like even houses, some houses go to a lot of effort to celebrate it. Kind of like mm-hmm. like listeners in Australia, or even in other countries where they don't celebrate Halloween so much. Maybe even if they just do a little bit, I'm sure you've noticed that people kind of do it now, and maybe they'll have a few decorations up and stuff like that. That kind of thing is like what the least people do here. That's right. Like the mm-hmm. like. The house that can't be bothered has the stuff that the people who like Halloween in Australia have. Right, right. <laughs> like the people who go go all out here go way out. All out. Yeah, and it is a big thing trick or treating here. Where yeah, the kids right. Will go to door to door. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween started many many years ago, like hundreds of years ago. Um, it was based on old pagan traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Celts in Ireland, uh, they celebrated their year end on October 31st mm-hmm. and the new year on November 1st. And it was just that way due to um, the harvest season. Right. So November 1st signified the first day of like winter starting. Yes. Um, and they believed that the veil was the thinnest on the 31st on the, right. on the time between the end of the year and the new year mm-hmm. is when like the living and the dead could communicate. Right, so you're more likely to see ghosts and stuff. That's right. Yeah. So they have a lot of traditions um, based around that, which is like um, 
like putting lights out mm-hmm. were both to guide the spirits home because there was a celebration where the loved ones would come back and they would leave an empty seat and a feast at the table so they could come and join you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had some traditions where it was to scare unwanted spirits away. Right. Uh, which is possibly why people dress up now. Right. Okay. But why pumpkins, Jenna? <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't always pumpkins. Go on. <laughs> um, in Ireland, there is more of an abundance of gourds. Right. And turnips. Turnips, right. Yep. Um, and so they would carve those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've ever tried to cut up a turnip, that is a lot more difficult than today's pumpkins. Yeah. When I read about this, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, turnips. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this thing's a solid. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. a nightmare. And har- like carving pumpkins are hollow. Right. But, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that a bit. They weren't always. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when the Irish moved to America, uh-huh. uh, there weren't that many turnips. There were <laughs> a lot of pumpkins. Mm-hmm. So they switched to that. And then because it's now become a big tradition, they've kind of bred pumpkins to have the characteristics mm-hmm. that are good for carving. So they're hollow. Um they're the big round ones with the yeah. flat faces. They're huge can... without much like stuff inside of That's them. That's right. Which kind of makes them useless for eating. So I doubt they would have worried about that too much back then. <laughs> like, what do you want these useless pumpkins for? Yep. Well, there's a poem uh, that I found um, from the 1630s that was written by a Massachusetts settler. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read this uh, in a Scottish accent because I feel like it works better that way. <laughs> <clears throat> We have pumpkins at morning and pumpkins at noon. If it were not for pumpkins, we should be undune. Is that why you did the Scottish accent? You didn't want to say undune? Because undune is not a word that right. I would normally say. Exactly. It's going to sound weird in an yeah, Australian yeah. accent. So it could rhyme. Yeah, exactly. It's a poem. <laughs> but yes, so they had a lot of pumpkins. Mm-hmm. But why were they carving the turnips? Why, why, why little faces on the turnips? Well, you found a little folktale. I did. Do you want to go into that? Sure. Uh, I found the, the, the it's an Irish folktale about a gentleman by the name of Stingy Jack. I assume it's Stingy, right? Like, as in he's like miserly kind of. Yeah. Uh, not because stingy. He was, um, doesn't have, he's not like a. No, bean. no, no. He was stingy. He was a trickster. He was. Yeah. Not just a trickster. Like, he would, he would con people. Right. He was like a cranky old jerk who mm-hmm. used to like rip people off and, and, and play mean tricks. He's and, very crafty. Yeah. And no one liked him. And he didn't like anybody else. In fact, the only thing that he did like were turnips. Uh, and apparently he always carried a turnip for emergencies, I guess. In case... It was his favorite food. Yeah. Yeah. He just had to have one. <laughs> so one day, the devil comes to see if the rumors of Jack's craftiness are true. If he really lives up to all the legends. So Jack, thinking his time's up, asks the devil for a drink to, to buy himself some time. Just one final drink before he goes with him to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're at the bar, and Jack says to the devil, can you turn into a coin so I can pay the barman, and then you turn back into yourself, and we get some free drinks. And the devil uh, thinks that's a pretty clever idea, turns himself into a coin. Jack pops him in his pocket next to a crucifix, which the devil, you know, is allergic to. (laughs) Yeah, it traps him in that form. (laughs) Yeah, in Jack's pocket. And then he says, I'll let you out if you promise... To leave me alone for 10 years. You can't can't come back for my soul for 10 years. So the devil says, fine, whatever. And then Jack lets him out. The devil goes about his business. 
But 10 years later, the devil comes back for him. And Jack says, fine, but can I have one apple before before we go? And the devil says, fine. And Jack says, well, they're all the way up there. Can you, can you get it for me? And the devil's fine. Climbs up the tree. And while the devil's up the tree, Jack puts a bunch of crucifixes around the bottom. Traps the devil in the tree. I don't know why the devil keeps falling for this shit. I know, right? <laughs> but then Jack says... I think he's just amused by Jack. Yeah, it could be. So then Jack says, I'll let you down, but you've got to promise you'll never take my soul to hell. And the devil says, fine. Jack removes the crucifixes. The devil goes away. But then, eventually, as all people do, Jack passed away. Because, uh, I mean, not just up to the devil. So he goes up to heaven, uh, and at the pearly gates, he's told, no, you, you're a jerk. Get out of here. We don't want you. And send him away, down to hell. And he gets down to hell, and the devil says, uh-uh, I don't want you either. We made a deal. Like, on your way. So then Jack says, well, what am I supposed to do then? And the devil's like, well, that's not my problem. And he's like, well, it's dark out here. I can't see anything. So the devil throws him one single ember from the fires of hell and says, there, use that. Now, bugger off. And because he can't pick up the ember with his bare hands, he decides to carve uh, his turnip that he has with him into a lantern. Pops the ember inside. And now, Stingy Jack wanders the earth as a lost spirit trapped between life and death with his jack-o'-lantern, mm -hmm. as they called it. His stingy jack-o'-lantern. Uh, and so that's why, apparently, they began carving turnips. So, I mean, I don't really know where the legend comes from. That's mm -hmm. that's just that's one of the stories that's credited as the reason why it all started in the first place. Right, or if they based the legend on the fact that... People were carving people turnips. People were carving turnips. Yeah, I mean, who knows with these things. But yeah, so that's uh, that's why turnips. And then when everybody migrated to the US... Mm -hmm. They didn't have turnips, so they did pumpkins instead. And that's and that's why we do pumpkins. So can I hit you with some pumpkin facts? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, pumpkins are pretty interesting. Uh, as I mentioned, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the pumpkins, they obviously just carved the same pumpkins they were eating in, in you know, when they started, mm -hmm. uh, which I guess would have been a pain in the ass. Cause, they're very difficult. They're like, mm. well, I still they're very thick. Easier than a turnip. Like, it's got to oh, be easier than a turnip. Yeah. But still not great. Uh, and the they started trying to... Because, you know, you can kind of breed crops. Uh, I don't know if you know that, listeners. But the way that, <laughs> that they make... Uh, I mean, you can genetically modify them now. But back, you know, back in the olden days, um, the way that we ended up with a lot of the crops that we have now, even things like watermelons mm -hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff, like, they didn't look like that in the beginning. They bred them with those properties. Like, even grapes, actually. Grapes... Uh, wine grapes are very different from normal grapes. They breed them differently. Um, and so they started breeding pumpkins to be more useful for carving every year. Uh, and it wasn't until the 1960s that John Howden um, developed the uh, the Howden pumpkin, which is still today the, the number one carving pumpkin, which it's, uh, it's kind of not as thick uh, and it's got it's less... bright orange. Yeah. It's... it's got a lot of seeds inside, which are delicious when you cook them up. But not a lot of pulp and, and like, flesh. Cause... Right, it's got a very thin wall. Yeah. So and it's I, very easy to carve. I think the flesh is pretty crappy as well, if you tried to eat it. Like, it's not... Well, there's not really much to it. Yeah, it's not a delicious pumpkin. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a carving pumpkin. Mm -hmm. But pumpkins, uh, and most gourds in general, like melons, cucumbers, and zucchini, are native to Central America and Mexico. 
So they grow other places now, but they didn't originally. That's They all came from here. I didn't realize that pumpkins... Uh, right, all pumpkins. I, well, that's what it told me. Yep. I thought that was interesting. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we eat pumpkin in Australia, uh, but um, not the same way, actually. The pumpkins... Um, yeah, pumpkin here in the U.S. is more of a dessert food. Yeah, which is kind of weird to somebody uh, at first from Australia. Because we, we would have pumpkin with... You know, like a roast dinner. Yeah, it was weird to me when I first got to Australia and it was served to me in a lasagna. <laughs> wow, yeah, see, that's delicious, right? Yes, it is. But, we but I'm, I expect it in a in a latte or right. in well, a pie. When I first heard that people eat pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, thinking like a meat pie? Like a meat pie, right. But no, it's not. It's like a... It's a dessert. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's more like a... Cinnamon, um, cloves, that kind of More like a, like a portuguese tart kind of thing like mm-hmm. i'm trying to think how to describe it for those who don't know in australia i mean they're pretty common now but but when i first heard about them i was like what it is still difficult to get some uh like pumpkin things sweet pumpkin things in australia yeah that's true um i had a lot of trouble making pumpkin pies there because you just mm-hmm. can't get the same flavors of of pumpkin yeah you buy tins of of pureed pumpkin here yeah it's pretty easy yep mm-hmm. and we did run into a lot of trouble and a lot of costs when yeah. we have carved <laughs> pumpkins in Australia in the past. Yeah, pumpkins, uh, like carving pumpkins, I guess Howden pumpkins, are very expensive in Australia. And and um, very scarce. Yeah, like, uh, well, I mean, unless it's changed in the one year <laughs> since the last Halloween we were there, uh, a couple of grocery stores would get them and they'd have maybe like 10 or 20. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get in there and get them, that's it. Whereas here, they're, they're everywhere. It's also a bad season for them. They don't last very long. They mold right away yeah that's that's true as well pumpkins here in the cold because it's pretty i mean it's not super cold right now but it's pretty chilly they just they sit out there and they're fine mm-hmm. yeah that's that's not the case in australia we did have that one pumpkin that we kept for about four months in australia that time right. now. i don't know if you remember that well as soon as you carve them they just kind of disintegrate <laughs> the right. next day yeah yeah start getting moldy we just carved pumpkins last night so we could be fresh yeah. to talk to you guys about <laughs> it today in 1584, after French explorer Jacques Cartier explored the St. Lawrence region of North America, he reported finding gros melons. That's how I'm going to choose. Gross melons? Gross melons. That's how I'm going to choose to pronounce that. The name was translated into English as pompions, which has since evolved into the modern pumpkin. That's why they call pumpkins, All I right. guess. Yeah. Um, and if you want to plant pumpkin seeds... Uh, which you can. Um, I think this advice will mostly apply to our American listeners. You'll have to figure the, the, the dates out on your own if you're not from around here. That's right. And figure uh, out where to get this from seeds. Yeah, like I, I don't think this would work the same way uh, in Australia. I would say let us know and we'll mail you some, but I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. But if you want to grow pumpkins yourself for next Halloween, uh, pumpkin seeds should be planted between the last week of May and the middle of June. They take between 90 and 120 days to grow, and they're picked in October uh, when they're bright orange in color. And then you can save uh, the seeds every year to grow new pumpkins next year, as long as you have like a pumpkin patch, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to construct one of those. Uh, that's not that's not the kind of information I'm prepared to give this week. <laughs> but I'm sure if you Google, you can find out how to create a pumpkin patch and grow your own pumpkins. Our region, actually, um, New England, where we are now in America, mm-hmm. uh, was kind of a late adopter of the Halloween tradition um, because of all of the religious. Right. All the, the, all of the religions and... in the area. Yeah. 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 It was a very, um, very Protestant. Christ- and... Yeah. Very Christian area up here. They would have been, wouldn't have been into all that kind of pagan witchy nonsense. 
Right. So it's only... like witches up here. You may have heard of uh, <laughs> a little problem they had with witches. Uh, yeah. It was really only in the 1900s that it kind of took off. Yes. Yeah. Costumes uh, and parties and things here mostly began in the 1900s. And trick-or-treating here uh, wasn't really done until the 1930s. And I think it was like kind of a, a more of a commercial interest at that time. But there's a lot to talk about with trick-or-treating. So we're going to skip that for now, too. There is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, potential sources for why it's a thing. Um, yeah, and a lot of um, like dangers with it now. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we'll do an episode on that another time because mm-hmm. like I said, there's a lot to. I was like, can we do a cursory coverage of that? And there's just too much stuff. <laughs> I was like, no, it's too interesting. We'll do it more later. Halloween is a pretty big holiday, uh, mm-hmm. like a lot of tradition, and it's our favorite. So I feel like we could we could break this into a <laughs> few different episodes. Yeah, so maybe we could do another Halloween one in a year's time, mm-hmm. or if there's overwhelming demand, maybe we could do it. We'll see. Whatever, whatever the listeners want. Necronomenom at multiplenerdgasm.com. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, if you have any uh, requests for uh, films or kind of mythology you'd like us to go into, uh, write in necronomenom at multiplenerdgasm.com. Um, if you head over to multiplenerdgasm.com, you can find a lot of social media accounts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're all over the place. So yeah, that's the tale of pumpkins. Yep. And we want to leave you with a question this week. Mm-hmm. What did you carve on your pumpkin? And also, if someone murdered your son, what would you do to him? Necronomenon is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is an awesome t-shirt store for nerds. They've got like... All the coolest freaking t-shirts in the universe on here. Like, there's, uh, if you like space, they got space t-shirts. If you like Deadpool, they got Deadpool t-shirts. Like, all the Marvel stuff. They got, like, uh, cats wearing spacesuits and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all these cool nerdy designs. And check our store this week because we will have a pumpkin head t-shirt. Mm-hmm. All the designs are done by uh, independent designers. They're all, like, cool original designs um, that you can check. Like, they're not... Um, uh, they're not mass-produced uh, shirts or anything like that. They're kind of stuff people, have design- independent designers have come up with, and they sell them mm-hmm. uh, here on, on TeePublic. So if you head to multiplenerdgasm.com slash TeePublic, T-E-E public, uh, you can check out some of the designs, or just go to our website, multiplenerdgasm.com, and check out our merch store. We'll have our shirts on there, and we'll also be featuring a bunch of other shirts from um, from TeePublic, including the very cool Pumpkinhead shirt. Mm-hmm. That I'll be rocking this Halloween. <laughs> it's a cool shirt. <laughs> Enjoy your Halloween. Don't, don't eat any candy apples with razor blades. Mm-hmm. Don't take candy from strangers unless you're trick-or-treating, in which case do take candy yeah, from take strangers. Take candy from all the strangers. Yeah, good point. Yep, yep. Just don't eat opened candy. They need to change that that kind of advice for, for the month of October, I think. like don't, don't take candy from strangers unless it's Halloween. Unless it's Halloween, yep, exactly. All right, and uh, and if somebody accidentally murders your son this Halloween, uh, just find the old town witch uh, and give her some of your blood, and you'll be set. <laughs>